What is up, everybody? Hey. Welcome back to the Are You Good podcast. Are you good? Because we're not. No. We are actually a little unhinged, and if you're listening, you probably are too. What's up, guys? It's been a minute. I know. It's been a while. Yeah, too long. Too long. Listen, we got a little busy. Yeah. We tried to keep up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of our things here is about being vulnerable and... Honest. Truthful. And we we had to take a break for a minute. Yeah, life happens. We tried to push through, um, you know, everything that happened with Whitney's grandpa. We really wanted to... Because we just started the podcast. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to skip, but, you know... Sure. Quality over quantity. Yeah, and I... I needed a minute. I think mm-hmm. Sydney needed a minute. Mm-hmm. And thank you for being patient with us. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's just one day at a time for me. That's where that's where I'm at. And but it's good to be back. I'm. I came out of the room and I saw every, everything set up and, I, and it kind of ignited a little mm-hmm. excitement in me because it's it's been a minute. I know. I love. I and I love recording and film. I should say filming or recording. Whatever. My dad. Corrects me on its opposite, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So last time we were talking about, um, an you know, intro. Yes. An intro to like kind of the avenue that we're going to go mm-hmm. for the time being. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about depression and anxiety. And we, we gave you a little bit of um, backstory on yeah. both of us. Not too much, but. It was a little all over the place. We didn't yeah. really want to. It was hard for us to plan or structure a kind of like a script or just mm-hmm. a way we wanted to take it because it is our own experiences. Sure. So it was kind of, it, we didn't want to feel like we were, I don't know about you, but I didn't want to feel like I was faking it. Exactly. And I, we just kind of, we just roll the tape. <laughs> we, we, I will say we do that a lot, uh-huh. but this, this episode we decided we really wanted to kind of do a couple of pinpoints of things. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to talk about, um, I don't know if you saw the Instagram post, you know, we mentioned how we want all of our stuff to be stuff that we feel confident putting out sure. and things that we want our viewers and followers to actually, um, listeners, they want to listen to, like, we want you guys to be able to enjoy these podcasts. So with that being said, if you, if you ever, um, have a recommendation, please let us know. Yeah. It would be, it would be really helpful. Yeah. Let us know. Slide into the DMs. Yeah. Um, any ideas thoughts concerns critique be gentle (laughs) or fragile (laughs) it's okay we've already had it a few times we can deal with it at this point yeah you and you know it's kind of in surprise and and i'm very thankful for the people that you know have given their opinion but Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's like uh, we can't we can't be perfect and can't win them all. And that kind of goes with our next thing. We we are not medical professionals. Yes. Disclaimer before we even go into what we're talking about. Yes. We're not medical professionals. Please, if you know you're dealing with mental health in any aspect, please make sure you're reaching out to people. Please don't rely on what we're saying. Mm-hmm. These are just our own experiences. Um, you know, make sure if you should consult with your doctor, you should not just, you know, Take what we're saying and run with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay to get treatment. It's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay. And that's another reason why we really want to talk about sure. mental health because we've had p- been in positions where we felt like, you know, oh, shoot, got to muster up the courage to be okay. Going through it right now, loves. Yeah. And, you know, we want other people to never mm-hmm. have to feel what we felt in our darkest moments. Yes, and what we say is not Bible, it's not concrete. Mm -mm. Um, You know, just 
we want to share our experiences and how we walked through that. And it's kind of like a testimony or yeah. our journey, our story, however you want to mm-hmm. say it. But we just wanted to put that out there that we are not the end all be all. Please, if you need help, get help. Yeah. All right. Should we get into it? Let's get to it. So today we are talking about anxiety. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The thing in the room that is always seems to be there. That didn't even make any sense. <laughs> I Listen, I am anxious right this moment. I know. My armpits are sweating. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why, but I've been totally on edge. And we um, Googled what anxiety is. So mm-hmm. we are giving you Google's definition and then we'll kind of walk through what it is to us. Um, yeah. So it's intense, excessive and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations, fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating and feeling tired may occur. I got the sweating part down right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I am just my, I feel, I feel like my heart rate's a little elevated, but it kind of always is when we record because I don't know. I'm I, always anxious. Yeah. I never want to mess up, stutter, because mm-hmm. it's one one go. And, yeah, and we want to, what we say, we want it to make sense. We want it to resonate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have a lot of people um, listening, and we're shocked by the numbers. Yeah. And, you know, and there's also some people that are listening that aren't our biggest fans. And so there's a little bit of anxiety when it comes to this. Yeah, that's all we're going to say. <laughs> that's all we're going to say about that. So um, so some common causes for anxiety. It's normal and stressful situations such as public speaking, taking a test. Anxiety is only an indicator of an uh, is only an indicator. Wow. <laughs> all right. Anxiety is only an indicator of underlying disease when feelings become excessive, all consuming and they interfere with your daily living. That was also Google's um, yes. definition of mm-hmm. everyday causes. Sure. So, Sydney, um, tell us, how have you struggled with anxiety? Um, well, last October, when I came home, when my parents pulled me out of school, <laughs> I was diagnosed with severe social anxiety. Um, I mentioned it probably every podcast because, you know, we always talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um I cannot go into big groups of people. It's kind of terrifying. Um, A lot of what I go through or a lot of the symptoms or things I experience would be zoning out. Mm -hmm. I try to dissociate. or Did I say that right? Disassociate. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. And then I will like have to be, I'm usually always jittery. So I'm either picking up my nails, biting my nails. I'm sweating. Heart rate is beating excessively (laughs) fast. And I'm probably thinking of a thousand million things that could possibly go wrong Mm -hmm. at any given moment. So that's my social anxiety. I mean, it was usually for the longest time, it was anytime I would walk into a place alone or even, um, back in Birmingham, because I really don't go out much here. I usually am just at home or at work. Um, it was whenever like, I'd go to school super bad at like anxiety. If I walk into, you know, chapel and I can't find a friend, I'm instant anxious mm-hmm. and I want to leave. There's many times where I used to leave like all the time. I used to skip many things mm-hmm. or, you know, like a test, anxious, sweating profusely. Um, and that's it, like panic attacks. When I came home in December, um, 
this past, this past December before the new year, when I came home, when I didn't think I was like supposed to come home, because I thought I was staying in Birmingham till July. Um, when I had found out, I found out like when when I found out beginning of November. Yeah. So I didn't have much time to find a home, and I thought I was staying in Birmingham, which I talked a little bit about it. Um, it wasn't necessarily me getting anxious about not being in Birmingham. I had, I really did have a little bit of peace coming home because I knew like I had a home and I knew that I could always go back to Birmingham. It was all of the anxiety of what's next that had caught up to me. I had a super bad panic attack, anxiety attack to where I passed out. If you didn't, if this is your first time listening, I passed out and I was hospitalized because my I passed out like three times in the span of what it seemed to be 15 minutes and I threw up and they were all like two minutes. I was out unresponsive. Um, the doctors ended up like saying that it was basically um, it, anxiety attacks can mimic a stroke mm-hmm. or like a heart attack. So that's the worst I've ever had it. Now I have vessel vagal, vessel vagal syncope. That's what it's called. The technical diagnosis and anxiety. So I've had my fair share of paying anxiety, <laughs> anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not fun. You feel very alone. You feel isolated. We talked about kind of like how whenever in movie scenes where you're standing still in a crowd and people are moving all around you, that's yeah. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's scary because people don't always see you having a panic attack. Therefore they think you're fine. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the worst about it because you know, people are like, you're, Oh, you're fine. It's just people. You're fine. Yeah. Like it's okay. Just like, just, it just, go stand on the corners. Like you'll be fine. Like the, mm-hmm. it's, I wish I would be fine. Yeah. I know. It's scary. It is scary. And I think for me, um, when I started to like realize that it was more than just like, you know, Oh, she just doesn't want to do anything. doesn't mm-hmm. want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like my favorite people I couldn't show up for anymore. And I just, um, if I couldn't control, the situation or feel like I had, you know, like where we were going, where were we parking, who was going to be there, um, who wasn't going to be there, like those types of things. And, and for me, like whenever I'm going through like an anxious time, Sydney talked about zoning out. I literally, I cannot listen to what someone is talking I am tunnel. It's like tunnel vision, but also tunnel sound. Like you don't hear. Yeah. I am everywhere else, but present in the moment. Sorry. And like I get, um, really anxious when it comes to, um, going to like events and weddings and weddings, um, things like that. And it's really hard for me to like, I don't know if I don't know everybody and I don't know, like if I'm thinking, like you said, what, what could go wrong instead of worrying about having a good time and what could go right. And most mm-hmm. of the times I'm, I do have fun, but it's just, those, it, it's your, your mind. Yeah. It's literally, I'm trapped inside mm-hmm. of my own mind and I'm creating insane scenarios that <laughs> will not happen, but right. for whatever reason, that's where my mind goes. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what what if um you know the bride falls and everybody's laughing at her like You know what the worst thing for me is at weddings, sorry huh. to interrupt, <laughs> is the when we have to go find a seat at a table for the reception. Mm-hmm. Who am I sitting with? Yeah. Where am I gonna sit? Who's gonna sit next to me? Are people gonna sit next to me? Oh, I hate it. I'd it, rather have assigned seats. Well, 
And also, though, I have anxiety with assigned seats because if I'm with people that... Well, it's just worse. It's bad either way. Yeah. And, like, if I'm, like, okay... I don't know any of these people. They're not oh, my friends. Yep. What is the word? What does the couple think of me? Right. <laughs> and then I'm worried about that for and like six months stand, after the wedding. And then you got to stand in line and get food. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? Do I talk to people around me? Nobody around, around me like mm-hmm. knows me. And I'm also another um, side effect of my anxiety. I will tell somebody way too much information because it's overload. <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous. I'm like, yeah. Like dumping your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many people I've told the story of how I got like the scar on my face the first time that I meet them, which I don't know. Have we ever talked about that? You Mm-mm. just looked at me. All right. I'm just going to put it out there. So it was, let's see, I think kindergarten and, um, we were starting school and it was me and my cousin Ray. We were, we were going to kindergarten for the first time. Slay. And um, the night before, we went to like the fair or whatever, and I won a fish. And um, I was so excited <laughs> about this fish. And the next morning, um, my cousins, Ray and his brother Josh and my brother Jake, I brought them all into my bedroom so they could see this fish. And my mom was ironing my clothes so we pulled out the bottom dresser drawer we all stood in the bottom the dresser tips i try to save the fish the iron falls and lands right on my face and boom the scar. iron a scar and my uncle calls me Scarface or scar and <laughs> honestly Michael Scarn. i get anxiety about it because like if i if i notice people are looking into my eyes too much i feel like they're looking at my scar and i'm really self-conscious i dropped about a hot it. iron on my face when i was a kid. Yeah. And, and so immediately. I just tell people, oh, are you looking at my scar? And they're like, what? No. I'm like, yeah. So then I go into the story. So I'm sorry about that. But it's just it's just a weird thing that I do. So now, now you all know the story of my scar. And That's I funny. will notice if you listen to this and you start looking at my, my eyes more, I'm going to think you're <laughs> looking at it. And I tried everything. Mederma. Mederma for kids. <laughs> bio oil. It's not going away. It used to be huge. So, I mean, it has shrunk. So, God bless me. The power of prayer. Yes. And thank you, Jesus, because it is... Your eyes still okay. Yeah. I can see. I didn't lose an eye. <laughs> but my fish did die. I'm sorry. Yeah. One time I flushed a fish down the toilet because I thought it was dead. And as I started flushing it, it started trying to swim. <sighs> Yikes. It's like a whole episode of Finding Nemo when they yeah. escaped. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So All you right. can tell we've had anxiety. Yeah. Still do. Still do. Yeah. It's been weird. But, um, you know, there are ways that we have learned to cope. Mm. Um, I don't think that I am fixed by any mean. And honestly, I don't feel like I need to be fixed. But there are some things that we have learned um, how to cope and how to get, you know, through a panic attack, which are ups. very difficult to yes ground yourself when you're you almost have to ride out the panic attack for me and me. <laughs> like I, if I can catch it early enough, I can you know deal with it. But if I if I'm going if it starts and I'm on the way up, yeah. I just got to come down. Honestly, like for me, mine come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, they do be, well, I, my mind is going everywhere, and I never, like, I may have had them when I was younger, but I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. The first one that I had was, honestly, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, that's not true. But the f- first major one 
that mm-hmm. I can like vividly remember mm-hmm. was last year, my family, we were going through something and we made a huge decision as a family and I didn't know if I was comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started like thinking about like, what is everybody going to think? What are people going to say? And that's when it gets you. And yes, it came on me so strong. My mom like heard me fall um, in the other room mm. and like came in, got my my dad and was like, oh, my God, something's wrong with her. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I couldn't breathe. And they're like, and everyone's telling me to breathe, breathe. And I can't. Yeah. And it was just it was crazy. And then I had one, you know, at the hospital with my grandpa. That's the last one that I've had. But yeah, it's just it's hard to like when you're in that moment to calm yourself down to calm yourself down and it takes it takes people around you to be for me it takes people being with me like if Mm -hmm. i'm alone and that's happening that can go on for a long time i would probably shave my head (laughs) yeah hello Brittany. yeah it's me it's Brittany. yeah right (laughs) so um i'm sure everybody has heard of the grounding techniques um this was recommended to me and Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just, we're going to go through them. So five things that you can see. Look around the room. What do you see? What's going on? Mm-hmm. That's one way. Four things that you can touch. So what's, you know, again, touch your face, touch, you know, the table, whatever, whatever wherever you're at. Three things that you can hear. Two things that you can smell. And one thing that you can taste. Mm-hmm. So those are the five, you know, the five. My... I, that was for me. It was um, therapist recommended when mm-hmm. I, you know, and you're supposed to do them at the same time. It's yes. hard to remember. Yeah. But I mean, for me, whenever I would start to, I, I'm not really thinking about oh, what's the five things. I would just do in the moment. I try to find five things. I don't have to go five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. So like I can remember. I can see. I knew I could always see that five things. But then I might be doing like three things I can touch, two things I can taste. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I yeah, you know. However you do the steps right. for us, you know. But it just gets your mind off of your mm-hmm. your own thoughts and gets you f- trying to focus on other things, which a lot of the time will most likely help you the most, mm-hmm. you know, get grounded. Because if you're focusing on what you're thinking, you're going to spiral and you're right. going to just go down this giant avalanche of horrible thoughts, horrible mm-hmm. feelings, horrible, you know, afterthoughts and feelings. Because after an anxiety attack, you just think about how embarrassing it was, for me at least. Yeah. And so... Like, you know, trying to ground yourself, focus on something completely mm-hmm. other than what you're thinking now is yeah. beneficial. When um, I had a panic attack at the hospital, um, there was uh, a nurse or somebody that was in the hallway and obviously knew that I was having one because I just took off running. And <laughs> and then when I finally, like, calmed down, it, like, caught up to me. And she she did something with me that... I've never done before, but she's, she told me, she said, I want you to tell me a memory that you have, um, from your childhood. That was a really good memory. She said, and try to think of as many details Mm -hmm. as, you know, as you can. And she was like, so I, I, I started telling her about this time that we went camping as a family. And she was like asking me, she was very engaged and she was like, what did it smell like? Do you remember what, what did the, what did the sun feel like? And so it's basically, yeah. It, it is that. And mm-hmm. the more descriptive that I was, I literally, I was coming out of it quicker. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that worked for me. And should I ever have another one? I, you yeah. know, listen, you all just listen to that. That helped. So start yeah. asking me questions. 
Um, one of the things I would do if um, I just needed to get out of my head, mm-hmm. something else my therapist um, recommended, which also another way to help anxiety, therapy. Yeah. It, you know, it's not bad. Counseling is okay. Mm-hmm. I think it honestly is great to be able to talk to someone outside of your your circle that is a medical professional that understands and knows a lot more about mm-hmm. probably the brain and mind than, than I do or you do. Mm-hmm. But one of the other things um, she had recommended to me was going to the bathroom and either like splashing your face with cold water or running your hands, like putting your wrists under cold water to get that like shock. Um, and honestly it helped. I would do a lot of the times cause I wasn't, I'd be in public. I wouldn't be <laughs> splashing my face with water. I would just like sit under like with the sink and put my wrists under mm-hmm. cold water and just sit there. And something I also found on TikTok, which actually surprisingly helps me. I get a lot of anxiety before bed mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Recently I've been getting really weird and I don't want to say nightmares but they're just like I don't I don't even know how to describe them they're just very detailed vivid very weird Mm -hmm. and they're like parts of them are like with people that I know or like Mm -hmm. things that have happened but the rest of it is like so weird so if you want to pray for my dreams I would really appreciate that but (laughs) something that would help you know ease my mind before I go to bed because I would you know I don't want to go to bed is when I start thinking of something crazy um I always say out loud or think to myself, I wonder what my next thought is going to be. Because then I start to think like, oh, what's something else that I can mm-hmm. think about? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like a practical thing of, I wonder what my next thought is going to be. Oh, you know, like I, I really can't wait for summer. Like I can't wait, you know, to yeah. wake up to the birds chirping or I can't wait to go to the beach or be done with school, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, just right. like little things to help you get off of that kind of that train ride that anxiety can take you sure. on. But it is definitely, it's, it's definitely something that takes time and practice and it's an everyday struggle, but it also can be an everyday sacrifice, you mm-hmm. know, that we can give to God because also, you know, prayer and seeking God, right. reading the Bible, you know, that's not something that we should carry, right. but if it's something we struggle with, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to hold us down. Mm-hmm. We can still get up, we can still carry on with our day. Um, just something also like, just another thing that God gets to take on for us thankfully yeah and I think I think about that scripture where it says like cast all your anxiety mm-hmm. onto me and I will say that when I had the panic attack at home my dad he did pray for me in that moment mm-hmm. and I did feel so much better and there are you know um a lot of times when I think you know if I am a believer you know, why, why am I so anxious? Like Mm -hmm. maybe I don't really believe, but I know that that's not true. Right. You know, and, and God, you know, he, for whatever reason, this is the journey that I'm on and Mm -hmm. this is the walk that I'm on and I'm learning while I'm in it. Yeah. And, you know, but he has helped me a lot. Like I am a lot better than I used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I still struggle and I think, I mean, I don't want to claim this over my life, but, you know, if it's something that I struggle with for longer, I, I'll be fine. You know, like I know Paul that with a thorn in his side. Yeah, I know that I'll get through it. Mm. Um, but it's just, you know, some days are easier than others. Yeah. So in, in, in our own weakness, you know, he's, yeah, he's made strong. Right. So another some other like coping skills for anxiety that, you know, we found to work 
you know, sitting up straight, putting your feet on the floor mm-hmm. and focusing on breathing. Mm-hmm. Like if you can just, <clears throat> you know, really focus in on, okay, take a deep breath in, let it out, you know, and being comfortable closing your eyes and breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. And I went, I went to this workshop. Yeah. Let it out. Yeah. So good. It feels good. Mm -hmm. I went to this workshop, um, actually for work (laughs) and there was somebody that was talking about anxiety and she had us do this like tapping exercise. So like you started like tapping on your head, tapping on your face, tapping on your cheeks. And I don't, I don't know what, what it was, but (laughs) that helped me tremendously. And like, I'll still find myself doing that, like on the temples of my, like my face, I'll just kind of like tap it and it just helps relax me. Um, but, and when I'm breathing, so I just, when I picture like, I'm one of those people, um, that like, I can like picture things in my mind. Mm -hmm. So when I'm breathing in, and then when I'm breathing out, I can like picture anxiety and I kind of like picture it as like a black cloud. And when I'm blowing it out, that's what I envision coming out of my body. Yeah. So that really helps me. And then um, you can also like confirm things. So um, something that I have repeated out loud to myself is I am safe. I am not in danger. Yeah. This panic attack cannot hurt me. I am breathing in enough air and I am beginning to calm down. And however many times I have to say that until I believe it, I do. Yeah, your words have power. Yes. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. that's like a biblical truth. Right. So, so I just say this this is not going to consume me. Mm-mm. I am going to calm down. I will feel better. And then the last thing, going outside. Um, vitamin D. That sunlight will get you yes. going. Is my, and, and when you're in a, a panic attack, you don't want to like, you know, your body, you feel frozen. But just go. If you can. Run outside. Go outside. And I, you hear people say this all the time, but go touch grass. But there is some truth in that. Yeah. Go outside. And I have done it barefoot even in the winter. Yep. You go outside and just get that fresh air, whatever it takes. The wind and hitting your face. Yes. It, it, there's just something, it mm-hmm. just calms you down. And, you know, enough water. Because yeah. there's a lot of things that can kind of trigger an anxiety attack. And a lot of that can be like, just being too stressed, mm-hmm. people pleasing. Right. You know, too. I know we can all relate to this. Too much time on social media. Uh, it's draining. Because yeah. then that causes fear, doubt, stress, overthinking. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I get anxious whenever there's a cluttered space in my room or my room is just a mess. Oh, see, when I get in that way, you will you will know if I'm in an episode yeah. by the looks of my room. Yep. Not eating enough, but also mm-hmm. eating junk food, overworking, no exercise, mm-hmm. sitting for too long. You know, I'm just I'm just like listing things off. Unrealistic goals, living mindlessly on autopilot mode, mm-hmm. living in the past. Those are all things that can drain you mm-hmm. and we all do them. We're all, you know, we all fall short of living that perfect life, but it just, it really just depends on what really matters is just how we try to combat that and how we try to like intentionally live our life. Mm-hmm. We can't always, we can't live our life to avoid an, a panic attack, but we can do small little habits that can obviously help reduce right. you living an anxious life because mm-hmm. we aren't meant to live anxious filled lives. Like that's just not what we're called to do. Yeah. 
And some of my favorite things to do is obviously listen to good music, whether that be like my favorite pop culture music or One Direction. One Direction, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie, I listen to some Drake. Shout out to AJ. Um, worship music, like you know, that's my number one. Whenever I get into an anxiety attack or I'm feeling anxious, because if I can't declare the own things that, like uh-huh. ab- about myself, I know that the Lord will and worship. <laughs> Worship will do that. Yeah. You know, water, hydration, fresh air, exercise, go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Go on a walk, go do some push-ups or sit-ups. I know that's, you know, easier said than done. I w- mm-hmm. You probably won't ever catch me just randomly doing a push-up <laughs> or sit-up. Same. But it's good advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Self-care, uh-huh. meaningful conversations, someone that you can talk about life with because we're not meant to live life alone. Mm-hmm. You know, love and intimacy in whatever way you find love and intimacy. Art and creativity. I love to draw, but I also love to create. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Simple doodles. I'm not an artist. Are you kidding? But I love to just like scribble. I'll find myself scribbling, but I also love, you know, making videos. Yeah. And you're good at that. Thank you. Um, but also just living in the present, turning my phone off mm-hmm. and just doing away with it, reading a good book. Yeah. Whitney and I took that hotel trip and read a good book and mm-hmm. it was the best. Yeah. We did nothing, but mm-hmm. I feel like I ha- ate cheese and crackers, did yeah. face masks, watch Harry Potter. Uh-huh. It was a self-care move. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it helps. Yeah. And it's just little things and whatever works for you is mm-hmm. what's going to work for you. You don't have to obviously take our advice, but you know, if you don't know where to start, it's always a good idea to start and try somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing is just getting the right support system, yeah. which you touched on that. Having people that love you for who you are. There's mm-hmm. no like, you don't have to change and conform. There's no limit on yeah. their love for you. Um, as messed up and as cuckoo as I can get. I know that I have people that I can turn to with my irrational thoughts Mm -hmm. that aren't going to look at me any less. And they're going to love me through that and help me through that. And they're also going to keep what you tell them to themselves. Private. Unless it is life-threatening. Yes, absolutely. But, like, I trust Whitney when it comes to things that I say. Mm -hmm. I know she's not going to go spread them and gossip or even tell my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, the things that I tell Whitney are the things I tell Whitney. The things Whitney tells me are the things Whitney tells me, you know, and that's, that's what you need. You need that in your life. And how fortunate we are. I know. Look at us. Look at us. Now we're just spilling our secrets on the (laughs) internet. (laughs) Yeah. But really, you know, and I know sometimes anxiety makes you feel like you are alone. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not the truth. And even, even if like we haven't talked in a while and, and, you are, you know, resonating with some of this and you feel like you want to reach out to me, please do. Yeah. You know, I I want to help people and I want them to know that I am here. And being mean is so 2004. Yeah. I being am, a mean girl. I'm over it. It's, yeah. yeah. You all, I know you're all on TikTok and you're following the Selena and Hailey Bieber drama. Yeah. But also I will say, Please do not let the judgment of what other people are saying about you and to other people make you feel like you are a mean person. Mm-hmm. Because people are mean 
Yeah. People are bullies and they will do whatever it takes to let you not succeed Mm -hmm. or drag you down enough to where you just crash and burn and self-sabotage. Yeah. Please do not let anybody stop you from doing the things that you love to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I have had so many fears about this podcast, uh-huh. and I've had so much backlash from the podcast you probably wouldn't understand, or to be honest, you probably do understand, and you have heard it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't, I never wanted to post again. Yeah. Because of what I've been through and what I've gone through, you're going to try to take that from me and tell me that it's not, it didn't happen or it's not true. Exactly. That's your own issue that you need to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Go deal with it. Yeah. I'm going to do me. You do you. Life was great. Life is still great. Mm-hmm. I am not who you say I am. And if people want to believe the rumors and the lies that they are spreading about you, let them believe it. You can say that again. Let them believe what they want to believe about what people are saying about you. Because guess what? They weren't a true friend in the beginning. If someone is going to sit there and listen to someone gossip about you, talk bad about you, and then they sit there and agree with you or agree with them, and then they decide they don't want to be your friend anymore after listening to an experience when they've been friends with you for a while, then they weren't ever a true friend, and they're just there for the gossip, and they're just there for whatever the drama is in the moment. And And I don't know who that was for. I don't know (laughs) why I said it, but it needed to be said. Yeah. Don't let other people ruin your life. No. Or try to stop you from doing a fun thing. Exactly. I have lived, um, if you live for people's praise, you'll die by their criticism. And you'll die from the lack of applause. Yeah. Because they will never always support you. Nope. They're the wrong people. There And there are some people that will never clap for you. Never. And you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And this took a really weird turn, but oh well, I like it. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times we have gotten great podcasts, but... But, yikes. You know what? If it was a great podcast, let it be a great podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was a bad co- podcast, let it be a bad podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're not making any money yet. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah, I'll receive it. But, yeah. I'm, like, we're being, you know, we're being so for real, and that can, that puts you in a state of anxiety mm-hmm. alone. Like, oh my God, what are they going to think of me? Who freaking cares? Uh-huh. Amen. It's not their life. And if they're so consumed with who you are and what you're doing, Mm -hmm. they need to look in the mirror and realize that they're a fan of you. And they were never (sighs) your friend. They just wanted to be you. Yeah. Because they are too insecure to be themselves. Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. But... In all seriousness, if you are struggling with anxiety and you need some help, we encourage you to go find somebody that is qualified to handle it. And and it's okay. And do not let other people think that you should not get help. No. And if you are a believer and people say that Christians... You're not praying enough. Yeah. You can be prayed up and still need someone to talk to. That's why God gave these people abilities and the perseverance to go to school to get a degree so they can help you. And they are tools and you are allowed to do that. If you don't believe Christians have mental health issues, you're listening to two of them. Yeah. So. There's that. Take what you believe and take it somewhere else. 
Yeah. Well, we touched on Also, oh. we didn't even we didn't even mention this. It's okay to be on medication. Yeah. We I just I just completely remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, it is okay if your anxiety is bad into a point in your life where you think that, you know, med- medical advice has recommended medication and that's okay to take. It is okay to take if that's what you feel peace about and that's what you feel like is going to help you then again yeah, do it do what you need to do to get help and be okay what you and your doctor come up with is between you and your doctor yep period exactly well i really hope this helped yeah if even if you've just listened to listen or listen to get advice or listen because you're just a faithful listener and wanted to listen to another podcast we appreciate you and we love you yeah So wherever you are in the world, good morning, good day, good night. Bye, y'all. Bye.